pipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rap Show Podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads, played by some of the top bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District, and of course the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rap Show Podcast. Hello there, welcome along to another Big Rab Show Podcast. Yes indeed, another week has rolled around and it's time for another podcast. Can you believe it? Yeah, we're very slowly edging our way to episode 100. <laughs> Exciting times, yep, yeah, that's yeah, getting there. I, we are slowly introducing more and more acts to our Rab Show, episode 100, Big Rab Show Live, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, we'll get talking about that later. But yeah, let's get through the domestics first of all. Before we get into the meat and vegetables of this week's podcast, then yeah, welcome along. We are the show for the piping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it or near it at all, then we are the show for you. If you haven't already, please tell your mates and indeed subscribe to our podcast. So as each episode gets uploaded every week, you can get a notification and you'll never miss an episode. Shout out goes to our Patreon supporters. Those guys that have clicked that support button on our Patreon page. And uh, yeah, shout out goes to Harris Kilts, Source Bagpipes, Branham Renault and LoneStarPiper.com. You guys are awesome! Yes, you are. Thank you so much for clicking that button. Now, let's get into things. <laughs> wow, I tell you, what... I keep saying this even through the winter months. You think the piping world would slow down. Uh, oh, no, no, no. If anything, it ramps up. It ramps up and then some. This past week in the Rab Show has been insanely busy. I can't begin to tell you how busy it's been. Uh, but there, all of us here in the Rab Show team have just been kind of flat out this last while. The Big Rab Show Awards are in full flow, although voting closes very soon. In fact, they close on Friday. So depending on when you're listening to this, of course, uh, the 5th of October is the last day for public voting. And looking at the categories, I have the results here in front of me at the minute. Like I, You can run like a results prediction thing before you hit the close button. And um, yeah, some of the categories are literally within 10 to 15 votes. At the minute, the running total, we have received over 10,000 votes. Now that is just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. When you consider last year's Big Rab Show Awards uh, ran for the same amount of time, it ran for about two and a half weeks, same way this one did, and we managed to pull in over three and a half thousand votes. This year, we've received over 10,000 votes, which is just nuts. So thank you to everyone who has cast votes on the Rab Show Awards. Next, week, next week's podcast, I'm sure, will be dedicated all to the Big Rab Show Awards. So yeah, be prepared. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see who has won what and all the rest. It'll be good crack. Although, if you want to get a bit of a preview as to who won what, then I will tell you right now on this week's podcast, go and tune into our Fuse FM Bala Money radio show next week. Yep, that's going to be all sorts of interesting because that's when we will announce live on the air who has won what. So, if you haven't already... 
go along to thebigrabshow.com. There is a link on there where you can click on it and it says listen live and you can go and listen to our radio show. Now we are we broadcast out Tuesday nights. Uh, so this will be the 9th of October. We're announcing the winners. So the 9th of October, 7 p.m. UK time. So if you want to tune in online around the world, you can. All you have to do is click on that link and you can stream the radio radio station via the website and you can go and tune in and find out who won what that is if you want don't want to wait until the podcast next week because we'll be chatting all about it on the podcast too so don't worry podcast listeners we've got you covered for the rab show awards so with coordinating over ten thousand public votes it's been insane this past week we've had so many emails as a result of last week's podcast listener mail um thank you to everyone however i do need to stress we haven't got any voicemails in fact we've got zero voicemails very strange nobody out there seems to want to have their voice on the podcast so yeah Please do email us in your voicemails. We really want to hear from you. Bring your voice to the show, you know. So that email address, first of all, bigrabshow at gmail.com. And yeah, like any other podcast, let's get into some listener mail. Yeah, I do think I should have like a jingle or something. Ding, 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 listener mail. I don't know. Some of the stupid things. Some, someone out there could possibly, <laughs> could possibly write me some listener mail. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Grant, let's get into this first email. This one comes in from Paul. He says, hey, Big Rab Show, loved last week's podcast, and you answered a pile of questions. However, I think you left more questions than you answered. Oh, okay. On the topic of sexism, you... (laughs) Oh, no. Paul, what are you doing to me? Yeah, Paul goes on to say in his email, on the topic of sexism, you had a listener who was very disgruntled. Yep, I think it was Victoria... Was it? I can't remember and I don't have the email to hand. Um, But yeah, he goes on to say that you have a very disgruntled listener who was kicking off about sexism in pipe bands. And apparently the 2018 season was rife with it. Oh dear. Right, okay. Well, this seems to be a running theme now, to be honest. We have... uh, tackled the door of judging and we're going to have to do judging part two don't worry that's coming but now it's looking like we're going to have to do sexism part two uh paul goes on in his email here to say that he has various different examples and he goes on to detail them uh but yeah i'm obviously i'm a bit reluctant here paul if you're listening a bit reluctant to name names and start bringing actual people's names and stories into the thing sure we can name stories and we could possibly change names and that can maybe do that on the sexism podcast but yeah, he goes on to say, glad to hear that you may be revisiting this topic because looking at the 2018 season has been a bit of a disaster for all the pig, for all the piggish men out there. Oh, that's a bit rough, Paul. But hey, do you know what? I will tackle this topic with no fear. That's why I'm bringing your email to the podcast this week. I do think the sexism podcast needs to be revisited again. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, we have... A big back catalogue now, back catalogue even. You can go back and listen. We did do a previous podcast looking at sexism in the pipe and world. And yeah, last week's podcast when we talked about listener mail, we did have a disgruntled listener and we now have Paul who's kicking off about it. And it seems to be it's not just these two. Actually, quite a number of you were actually talking about sexism in pipe bands again. Now, looking at the BBC Scotland's show about the worlds this year 
Now, I didn't actually manage to catch this. So I actually had to go back and download the thing and rewatch it again off the uh, BBC iPlayer, the catch-up service. So I rewatched it again. And Jackie Bird actually does make a point going around talking to female pipers, especially those in uniform that was there on the day and getting to hear from them what it's like to be a female and be involved in piping and drumming. Now, I got some really interesting insight from them. Uh kind of i I don't know just go and watch it do you know what i mean i haven't really fully drawn my own conclusions on this yet because i am very willing to be proven wrong so if you guys out there do think that we there is a clear problem with sexism in the piping world then cool i am up to hear these stories i'm really open to suggestion you can tell me your story and if anything that's one thing i would suggest It looks like we're going to have to put together another podcast based on sexism. So, yes, if you have any experience of sexism in the pipe band world, or even even if you don't have any experience of it, but you have a particular view on it, then definitely get in contact with us. Let us know. BigRabShow at gmail.com. I think it's going to be a topic that, I did say it at the time, it's going to be a topic that will run on. And here it is now, almost a year later, and it's still running. So... Yeah, get your commentary into this, especially if you have any voicemails or even if you would like to be interviewed or contacted in any way at all. And we can like have a, a conversation about this and possibly bring that to the podcast. Anything at all. It would be really cool Yeah, to hear your opinion and get to know your story. And yeah, give us an example of what it is you guys have experienced out there. Right. On to another email. This one comes in from Timothy saying, Hey, Rab, loved your last week's podcast. Thank you so much for all of your live streaming this past year. Just wanted to know, had you guys any plans coming forward into 2019 for any live streaming for any other grades other than grade one? Yes, I know you guys get stick for not covering the smaller grades and you mentioned that on your show. But wanted to know, is there any plans to cover any other grades on your live streaming next year? Many thanks for the podcast again. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, live streaming next year. I don't know is the kind of barefaced answer. We always at this time of year, we kind of take a break, a bit of a break. But at the minute, we're in the middle of the Rab Show Awards. So we haven't really made any plans yet for next year's live streaming. Looking at the World Championship uh, solo drumming is coming up. That hopefully will all be live streamed. I think the finals were live streamed last year and the year before that. So hopefully RSPBA will be live streaming them again this year. No idea. Whenever you look at the Glymphitic Championship as well, coming up now at the end of the month, it will be live streamed as well. I think looking at what the association is doing from RSPBA point of view, they're certainly dipping their toes into social media. If you want. If you look recently, they've uploaded entire heats from grade one and grade two from the World Championships and uploaded them all onto YouTube. So that in itself is interesting. They haven't been doing anything live, however. They have all been recorded, pre-recorded, I should say, and then uploaded after the fact. So granted, doing live streaming does add its own level of difficulty and having to do it all live but we've been doing it now for quite a number of years and have quite a bit of experience now on how to do it all as do it all so i don't know as far as any plans for next year goes for covering any other grades don't know is the brutal honest answer so timothy thank you so much for your email but 
I have not the first clue. We haven't even looked at it yet. But one thing's for one thing is for certain, my friend, is that we would want to have our association on side, and anything that we do plan to do, we will do with full permission for event organizers and all of that sort of stuff. We don't do not want to tread on toes. So with that in mind, we will need to get our thinking caps on once the Rab Show Awards and all that stuff all gets read up. All I can say, really, is that whenever you look at associations and the demand out there for live streamed content, there is a very clear demand for it out there. And we are still puzzled as to why our associations are not embracing this new technology. It's very strange to us why they're not doing it. And we have always maintained that we are doing it because the association isn't doing it. And that is the only reason. So if the association, the Pipe Band Association, be it here in the UK or even around the world, if they were to take it upon themselves to start streaming their own event, fantastic, fantastic. I do think there's kind of this thing where, oh, you don't want to tread in Big Rab's toes, that's his thing. Not at all. If you want to stream something, go nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? We are simply doing it because the association isn't. There you go. So who knows? We don't know. It's all up in the air. So yeah, who knows? That that could be another podcast we could talk about, actually. All about live streaming. Anyway, let's fly on. That'll be enough for listener mail for this week. Please do keep your emails coming in. We love to hear your story. Plus, yeah, on the sexism topic, we really do want to hear from you because... Like I said, we will be visiting the sexism topic again, and we want to know first-hand experience and stories from you guys. Uh, yeah, we really want to hear from you. So email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com, especially your voicemails, please. <laughs> voicemails, yeah, we really love to get your voice messages in, and yeah. Very simple to do. Record them on your cell phone, mobile device, whatever, and you can email it into bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you go, right. Let's fly on. A little bit of news that kind of surprised me, to be honest, but Police Scotland Fife are selling their drums. Ooh, these things look good. Yeah, in case you don't know the drums, I would urge you go along to any photograph or video or anything from Police Scotland Fife over this past year, especially from their concert, A Decade on the Beat. They had these amazing set of premier drums. And, yeah, they do sound incredible, to be fair. But, yeah, Police Scotland Fife are selling them. So if you are interested, you can contact the lead drummer, Mick O'Neill, or even contact the band via their social media. They are wanting to sell their drums. So if you have a band that needs an outfit of drums, then why not go for these? Because they're kind of proven, to be fair, to sound kind of awesome. So, yeah, and plus you know they're going to be in good nick because they were Premier sponsored and all the rest and were really well looked after. So it could be a real good purchase for any other band out there. Like I said, you can contact Police Scotland Fife via the social media or indeed their lead tipper, Mick O'Neill, get in contact with them and, yeah, I'm sure they would love to hear from you. Okay, another little bit of a news story then. I have to give a shout-out to Laurie Ferguson. Yes, indeed. Member, of course, of the RSPBA Northern Ireland Association, he received his BEM medal this past week. So congratulations to Larry Ferguson. Congratulations. (laughs) Woo! Yeah, there's lots of photographs of Larry standing about and he has his medal and everything and he just looks to be either in a state of shock, I think is the expression on his face as if to say, oh my word, what just happened? Yeah, awesome. I think no better man can receive such an honour. So congratulations. Okay, through this past week, I have to say, the Big Rab Show has received 
a load of messages from bands who are recruiting at the minute. Yeah. Got messages from Ballyboly Pipe Band. We got messages from Thiepville. Yep, Thiepville are actually actively recruiting at the moment. So a lot of bands at the moment are really in the recruitment drive. So I have to say, I want to put this on the podcast this week. If you are in a band and you are looking for members... I'm struggling to find people, then please take advantage of ourselves on The Rab Show. We are kind of running a matchmaking service at the minute. We have a lot of players contacting the show saying, hey, can you put me in contact with a band that's close to this town or close to this city or whatever? Then that's what we're doing. We're taking an interest in trying to find these players out there, trying to find them a band that needs players. So... In essence, we're trying to get more people involved. We're trying to get more people back playing again on the grass. Plus, we're trying to see more bands on the grass. Do you know what I mean? But the last thing we want is to read stories about bands having to close their doors because of lack of membership. So, if there's anything us and the Rab Show can do to help, then please do get in contact with us. If you're recruiting, let us know so we can advertise it out there for you and hopefully attract players your direction. Or even in the other way, if you're a player and you're looking for a band, then get in contact with us. Whether you're a piper, drummer, or even a mace chucker, a drum major, and you're looking for a band, then get in contact with us. You know, we will hopefully do our best to try and find you a band geographically close to where you are. And yeah, we'll hopefully help you out. The Big Rab Show Matchmaking Service! Yeah, we done it last year and it was quite successful and it's actually been proven quite well this year too. We've actually matched up quite a lot of players with bands over the winter months. So, yeah, it's it's working. <laughs> it's a bit of work to do. It's a lot of emails going back and forth and messages and such. But it's worth it. So get in contact with us. You can email us or you can get us on our Facebook page, of course, which is The Big Rab Show on Facebook or our Twitter, at Big Rab Show on Twitter. Get in contact with us. We would love to hear from you and hopefully get you back on the grass playing again. All right. Another shout-out goes to Robert Cody. Yeah, the Robert Cody, as you may or may not know, was a previous All-Ireland champion bass drummer. Used to play with McDonald Memorial Pipe Band and, yeah, made the jump to Blairian District. However, we all know the story behind Blairian District and they regretfully made the decision not to compete in 2018. This resulted in Robert Cody not having a band, which was kind of heartbreaking. You know, after winning a, an All-Ireland Championship, he was all guns blazing, ready for the 2018 season. And then, bupkis, nothing. So, yeah, terrible season for, for Robert Cody. So, he's been madly looking for a band, and good news this past week. Marlacou and District now have a brand new bass drummer in the shape of Robert Cody. Go on, Cody lad, yeah! Well done. So I can't wait to see what Cody brings to uh, the ranks of Marlacou. Marlacou, as you well know, have had a pretty strong season this past while, uh, past year anyway, even the year before. So wish him well. All the very best. Right, let's talk about the Big Rab Show live. Yeah, I'm gradually getting through this list here. Uh, <laughs> the Big Rab Show live November 3rd in the Terrace Hotel in Marafelt, which is in mid-Ulster, right smack bang in the middle of Northern Ireland. Yeah, we have announced two acts that's going to be appearing on our live show. So far, we have an incredible drum major display by what are now affectionately known as the Crispies. <laughs> yeah, we have a drum major display that's going to be something kind of special. Uh, the Rab Show Live, but now we've also announced recently we're going to have a piping act. Of course, no show without a piping act. Yeah, 
Kicking things off in the piping front, we have Graham Harris, of course, from the Blackthorn Piping Society and the Piping and Drumming School. And it's, oh, just so many things, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, we have Graham Harris, who's going to be there playing tunes for us on the night. Can't wait to see Graham. If you guys know Graham well enough, he's competed quite frequently at the Laurent Festival. He's been a member of Field Marshal Montgomery for many years. He's been an incredible uh, piper of note in the piping scene. This last while, obviously, as I'm sure you know the surname, Harris, he's been focusing more on his kilt and formal hire business. However, he is still actively playing. He is playing gigs all over the place. Insanely busy as a piper. So it's just awesome that Graham's going to come and play at our event cannot wait to have him on stage it's gonna be incredible so for those of you who don't know who graham harris is then where have you been we're going to be uploading little video clips and performances of graham getting closer to the time for the big rap show live now for those of you living locally here in northern ireland or even further afield if you haven't got your tickets for this yet, I urge you please get them now. They are going pretty quick now, to be honest. Things have kind of picked up and we're now running into October. And now considering that it's going to be November 3rd that the door is open. Yeah, you've been warned, okay? Tickets for this are going to be gone very soon. So, yeah, get in now. Get your tickets. Go to thebigrabshow.com. Click on the wee shop icon there along the top. Uh, yeah, get your tickets. Now, another just to clear up confusion again, people were asking, what's this two-ticket thing? You have a standard ticket and you have a VIP ticket. Both are exactly the same price. Standard ticket gets you in through the door. Hey, you can get to enjoy your show, have a pint and enjoy some awesome piping and drumming on a bit of crack. But also, your VIP ticket is exactly the same price. You get in through the door. However, your name goes into a draw where you get to be part of the show. Your name could be drawn out of a hat where you can be called up onto stage and you have an opportunity to win some kind of awesome spot prizes. Yeah, there you go. So, do you fancy winning some free stuff? Then get yourself a VIP ticket. It costs you exactly the same amount as a standard ticket, so why not? Put your name in the draw, you can get a chance to win some free stuff. There you go. So, with that warning in place, you do need to get your tickets now, alright? Because they are going pretty sharpish. Avoid disappointment. It's not a massive venue, which I'm still regretting. I actually wish I did book a bigger place. But, hey, this is the first time we're doing the podcast live. Who knows? We may do it again. Depends how this one goes, I suppose. Anyway, well, guess we'll find out. I have to give a shout-out then uh, to Stephen Shedden. Yeah, for those guys out there who know Stephen pretty well, recently he's announced something kind of special. Him, along with Gareth McLees from the Field March of Montgomery, have recently announced that they have signed with the British Drum Company, which makes it all the more interesting, because Stephen and Gareth, as you know, are pipe and snare drummers of note, alongside the legend that is Mr. Jim Kilpatrick. Hallelujah. Yes, indeed. It's kind of pipe and snare drumming royalty are all signing on with the British Drum Company. Now, this kind of tells me that they know something we don't. <laughs> Recently, the British Drum Company have been involved in various different percussion and uh, like showcase and expos and different things like that. And they've been showcasing a lot of their drum kits. So far, they haven't done anything on the marching percussion side but whenever you look at things whenever you have some of the best in the pipe band business working under your umbrella you know something pretty dang special is going to be produced here so garth mcleese stephen shedden and jim kilpatrick 
I really can't wait to see what these guys are going to produce with the British Drum Company. It's going to be something kind of special. Anyway, uh, once we hear any news at all on any possible products from them, we will let you know. So, yeah, rest assured. I have to say, um, also, on Stephen Shedden, if you haven't actually checked him out on Facebook, please do, because recently he's done something kind of special. He's uh, released a video of a drum salute that he's composed himself called the G2C Fanfare. Yeah, G2C, which is basically Glasgow to Canberra. So, yeah, he's produced this, and it's like it almost looks like a music video, you know, like something you'd put on MTV or something. I'm possibly showing my age here. MTV. Do they even show music videos still on MTV? Probably not. Anyway, I would urge you, go along and check out Stephen Shedden on Facebook. He has a lot of very interesting content on his social media. Definitely worth looking at, especially that music video, that GT, G2C. I can't say that. G2C, <laughs> drum salute, definitely worth looking at. Well, yeah, it kind of, it rung my bell, as they say, rung my bell. <laughs> right, on to another change of leadership. Yeah, a brand new set of leadership goes to Mac- <laughs> the Macals, as they're affectionately known. The grade two, Mackenzie Caledonia. Yep, they have a brand new lead tipper. Yep. And a brand new pipe major. Uh, I'm all sorts of stupidly excited for this. So, yeah, from Dundee in Scotland, they've recently just confirmed that David Wilton is going to be the band's brand new pipe major. And Stephen Graham is now going to be the lead drummer. Because Neil Nicholson, of course, he stepped down after the 2018 season. And Graham, he replaces Baz Brummage. Uh, so, he's going, to, yeah, he's going on to other plans. So, I don't know. This band... This past season has been a force to be reckoned with. Of course, I think they've picked up a couple of majors along the way. It's going to be really interesting. I don't know whether this band are going to be a promotion prospect or not. Don't know. But they have certainly been juking it out along with Klaus Kelt this year. It's going to be really interesting to see what they're going to do next season. Seeing that they now have a brand new PM and a brand new lead tipper. So... Yeah, best of luck to Wilton and to Graham, the new leaders at Macau. Yeah, have a good young boys. I really can't wait to see what you're going to bring to the grass. Okay, flying on, we have the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. Now, for those of you who are a fan of the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland, and I for one am one of them, to be honest. I've sung their praises before. They have recently been uploading a lot of rehearsal footage. Now, make you think, why? Yeah. Well, recently, the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland have had a massive influx in membership. Apparently, the band has over 30 new members this past year, and the band is the biggest that it's ever been, and the strongest that it's ever been. If you ever go and look at the rehearsal footage that the National Youth Pipe Band have been putting up, these kids, as I like to say, will melt your face! They're ridiculous! I think, looking at some of the social media posts, they don't go as far as saying it, but I think they're rehearsing for a concert next year. Now, full details about this haven't been confirmed. Up until now, it's only kind of rumour. But it was around this time last year that they started rehearsing. And yeah, we got another big concert from them. Plus the year before that, again, and they started rehearsing another big concert. So, hey, as soon as we hear any news about a possible concert coming from the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland, I will let you know because it is definitely going to be worth catching. I take it from me, definitely worth catching. Go and check out the rehearsal footage from the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. It's all available up on their social media accounts. 
it's definitely worth a listen. These kids are incredible, man. It's just, just ridiculous. Anyway, another little event that's coming up locally here in Northern Ireland is the Piper of the Year. Yep, Saturday 13th of October, Piper of the Year. It's going to be held in the Adair Arms Hotel in Ballymena. Now, for, again... For full details about this event, go along to social media. Just type in Piper of the Year 2018. Bing, up it will come, guaranteed. Now, we don't have the full list of invited Pipers playing yet. We don't have the list yet, I think, from what I can find. We haven't found the list for judges yet. But Piper of the Year is always one of those events that sells out every year, even though we don't know who's on the bill. (laughs) So... Yeah, Piper of the Year, 13th of October. If you are interested, go along on social media and find out information. It's all there on the Adair Arms. It's where it's going to be in Balamina, 13th. Cannot wait to see this event. It's going to be very good. I didn't get to it last year. Who knows, I may get to it this year. And if I do, I will take a microphone in hand and start annoying people asking for interviews. (laughs) Okay, one last little bit of piping news before I fly on into this week's topic of the week. The Great Lakes Pipe Bands. Yeah, did everybody see this? Yeah, it's very exciting stuff. Great Lakes Pipe Band were very excited to announce that they'll be attending the 2019 World Championships. Yeah! Awesome. That is brilliant news. And So, yeah, Great Lakes Pipe Band. Can't wait to see them. They've just announced that they're making the trip. And, uh, yeah, I cannot wait to see the Great Lakes Pipe Band over here. I have heard a number of recordings of them from this past number of years. Very excited stuff. So, if you are involved in the Great Lakes Pipe Band, get in contact with us, because we want to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, if you're coming over for the Worlds next year, we'll hopefully grab a selfie with you. (laughs) That's awesome news. Plus, if your band has already made plans to head to the Worlds next year, and you're travelling from abroad and further away from the UK than what I would be, and get in contact with us. We would love to hear from you to let us know about your world's journey that's coming up. It would be awesome. All right. That's it for the piping news for this week. I told you it's been a busy week. Uh, I tell you. Grant, that's it. Don't forget, get your votes in for the Rab Show Awards. Like I said, they do close on Friday. Yeah, that won't be long. That's what, the 5th of October it closes? Just let me check the calendar. Yeah, 5th of October. Doors close 5th of October. Get your votes in. Like I said, there's already over 10,000. But even with that, some categories are within 10 to 15 votes. Like, it's ridiculously close. So if you do want your particular favourite to win, get your votes in. And every single vote counts. Anyway. Right. It's time for me to go and get myself a big mug of tea. People don't believe me. I actually do go and make tea. You know, people say, do you actually go and make a tea? I do. I actually go right now, get myself a mug of tea. And you know what? I might even treat myself to a wee biscuit with it as well. A couple of rich teas. Ooh. Couple of rich tea baskets. Couldn't beat it. Right, time for a cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the USA for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full range of bagpipes, including Henderson and Celtic theme line of kilts doublets and bespoke highland wear like sparns and cap badges lonestarpiper.com also offers tailored payment plans for any set of bagpipes if your drum corps needs a new look they can help you with a full custom design from Adanti Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo if you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry or getting that true unique look for your band you can contact Jeremy at sales at lonestarpiper.com 
LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Are you on the lookout for a set of vintage pipes? Then look at Source Bagpipes. Bagpipes ranging from McDougall, Glenn, Starrick, McKinnon, McPhee, Henderson, Laurie and Sinclair and many, many more. In addition, brand new set of pipes by Booth and Pettigrew. They have a no-quibble return policy with 25% deposit securing any set of bagpipes. Also offering a full payment plan to be able to pay for your set of pipes over 12 months. Source Bagpipes now have a range of vintage pipe chanters and vintage practice chanters in stock and are all up on their website, sourcebagpipes.co.uk. Contact Ross for more information. The Harris Kilt Company, 150 Sandy Row, Belfast, offering high-quality garments with unique styles, enough to cover any wedding, formal event, or even pipe band competition. They can offer a full range of kilt and jacket combinations, all completed with Highland accessories, all available for sale or for hire. If you're looking for a Highland-inspired outfit of the highest quality, then look no further than Harris Kilts. HarrisKilts.com 150 Sandy Row, Belfast. Check them out. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, indeed. Topic of the week time. And I've just finished my cup of tea, and I did have a couple of biscuits. It was lovely. Mm. Yeah, that was a shout-out there to our patrons, by the way. Uh, those people that click that support button on our Patreon page, they get a wee shout-out on the show. Uh, so thank you so much, guys, for hitting that button. If you do so wish you can help support the show, you can go along to our Patreon page and get little bits of extra content and stuff for helping support us. Uh, plus, you get little bits of extra content as well that are not ordinarily available. Available. Uh, what is available? It's not even a word. <laughs> not even available on our radio show. It's not available on our, any of our social media. It's just specific for our Patreon followers. So, yeah, well worth considering if you'd like to see that extra content. Hmm. Okay, flying on. This week's topic of the week is how to get promotion and get it fast. Yeah. <laughs> now... Let's talk about this. On last week's show, we talked about the regradings that the RSPBA Music Board announced on the 23rd of September. And you guys messaged in saying, what? How did this happen? All right, let's go through some questions, first of all. Uh, some people asked, the Music Board had this meeting and made these changes without consulting anybody. Do we get a say on which band goes up or down? Well, to answer that question is, no, you do not get a say on who goes up or down. The music board are kind of selected and put in place by the RSPBA themselves. They, their job, basically, is to monitor performances of every band in the competitive scene, which I'm sure isn't easy, but also to make sure that standards are being kept and whether they're either rising or lowering, depending on the band, and that also then depends on their grading placement. So that answers that question. Now, I have to admit, to answer a lot of these questions, I did contact our headquarter branch there at the start of the week. I was on the phone to the office and had a bunch of questions for them. So I have to say, shout out to Ian Hamilton, uh, who had a good 20-minute, half-hour conversation with me all about regrading, and it was awesome to chat to him. And do you know, here, do you know, before we get into things, <laughs> whenever I was on the phone and I was talking to Ian Hamilton from RSPBA, I had to say, 
like he for me, Ian Hamilton is the voice of the world. You know what I mean? He's the guy that reads out World Champions 2018. Oh, I couldn't get over it. It's just incredible talking to this guy on the phone. You know, I'm just waiting for you to say, and first place for the Jubilee Trophy and Banner. So, anyway, <laughs> so I had to get over myself a little bit. I was a little bit fanboy, going, oh, it's Ian Hamilton. So, <laughs> but it was brilliant to be able to sit and talk with him on the phone, have a chat all about how these decisions are made. So, Hopefully, this little bit of a conversation will, yeah, hopefully try to answer some questions as to how grading decisions are made. Now, another big question that came in from a bunch of you. In fact, I can maybe count here. Let me see. Hold on. See, I possibly should have done this before I started recording. All right. I'll work that out about an even nine or ten emails there. Yeah, something like that. You don't care. I think I ran ten or nine emails uh, asking the same question, really, about... How can the RSPBA Association, which is essentially a UK association, make decisions on bands who are international? So the likes of Pasadena Scots there were upgraded from grade 3B to 3A. We had St. John's College from Zimbabwe uh, got upgraded from Novice Juvenile B to Novice A. So we also had Perth Metro who were stepped up from 3A to grade 2. So I asked the question. I said, basically, do RSPBA in the UK have jurisdiction to regrade bands of another association? So let's take Perth Metro as an example. Uh, Perth Metro, as you know, are from Australia. And yeah, they come under the jurisdiction of the Australian Association. So can the RSPBA, who are based in the UK, can they basically tell Perth Metro, uh, you are now a grade two band? Or is that a decision for their home association? Well, to answer the question, it was very eloquently put by Ian Elton whenever he suggested that this is how the RSPBA views that band. So, if Perth Metro were to come over to the UK and compete at any competitions here in the UK, they will be graded as grade 2. And that's how that was explained. However, if Perth Metro went back to Australia and decided to compete in competitions and they wanted to continue in grade 3A then that is between them and their own association. So if their own association, however, decided to keep them as grade 3A, then fine. But whenever they compete in the UK, they're grade 2. And that's how that was explained. He did explain, however, that the Music Board and the RSPBA Association here in the UK have extremely close links with all pipe band associations around the world, and they are constantly monitoring performances from all bands in all grades. So whenever it comes to the first meeting of the year in September of the Music Board, then decisions like this can be done from a body of knowledge. So whenever you look at bands such as William Wood and Perth and District, who wanted to get upgraded by request, then the music board themselves were able to make that decision based on the capability and performances of the band throughout this previous season. So these decisions are not taken lightly. So whenever you look at the regradings, whenever you see some of the bands that are in there that have been upgraded, there's very little argument you can have with it. You can look at it and say, yep, Grancha completely deserved to be upgraded to 4A. You had Lower Clyde, another amazing season. McNeil's Town, outstanding season. Of course, they had to be upgraded. St. Mary's, Derry Trasna, and Royal Borough of Annan. All these bands, Uddington as well. Come on, so many bands that got upgraded, I think, were already a given. There was no great shocks in there. No great, oh my God, you know what I mean? 
the bands that were upgraded in there, we all kind of knew that that's where they were going. Looking at their performances over the course of this past season, it was a given. You knew it was coming. So, yeah, the music board themselves are made up of a body of people who are pipe band experts, if you will. And, yeah, their whole job is to think about standard. All right? Now, first of all, they don't think about standard from a grade point of view, they think about standard from a band point of view. Now, what I mean by that is they look at grade 4B, they look at grade 4A, and they don't set themselves a target, okay, this is what I expect in grade 4A. They look at a band and see what standard they're at. Does that make any sense? <laughs> Probably doesn't. So, take the likes of McNeilstown, for example. So, the music board were to look at McNeilstown and then look at their body of results over the season. Obviously, the music board would have heard McNeil's time throughout the year as well. They would have heard their tone, the control of playing. They would have heard their integration between snare line and piping line and everything, as well as technical input from the drum corps. All of that sort of stuff all gets considered. And whenever they think, yeah, perhaps that band running into next season, they're too strong for 4A. Will they fit in grade 3B? Yes. So that's how it's, it's judged on a band by band point of view rather than a grade by grade point of view. Does that make any sense? Possibly doesn't. I maybe haven't explained that very well. But the music board, basically, their job is to sit with a giant list of pipe bands and run down through the list and where they see every band sitting based on their performance from the previous season. Sometimes this decision can prove difficult. And this is when it goes further. And what I mean by that (laughs) is whenever bands get moved by request. Now, this is difficult. And like I said in last week's podcast, when we talked about bands who wanted to be moved up or even bands who wanted to get moved down, the same kind of work is involved. The music board then have to go in-depth into their performances. They need to look at possibly their critique sheets. I don't know if they have access to those, but they do have access to the same overall sheets that we find. And they do... Look for consistency. And I guess that's the point of this week's podcast, baby. Consistency. That's what I took from my conversation with Ian Emelton whenever he was explaining the workings of the music board. And they're basically looking for a band that is consistently excelling in the grade that they are in. If you are consistently in the top three in your grade and you suddenly make a request to be upgraded then that request has to be treated seriously. You know, because obviously you've had a very strong season. You've been consistently in the prize list all year. And perhaps your name isn't on top of the pile whenever it comes to major championships or even when it comes to the big game, the Worlds. So, yeah, you may be finishing third every week, but your name should be considered for upgrade, especially if you do it by request. So... How do you get upgraded quickly? (laughs) Yeah, there are loads of stories of bands who get upgraded quickly. I think one of the most famous stories, of course, is Inverarian District. Inverary, of course, came through all the novice grades and everything and came right the way up, all the way up to the top flight, of course, winning the big in in 2017. So, yeah, that is one story that we can see of a band who ascend through the grades quite quickly. However, they did have to pay their dues. They did not have it all their own way. Inverarian District obviously took a few knocks along the way. 
and consistency was the key. I think whenever you hear interviews with their pipe major, Mr. Stuart Little, consistency is something he constantly talks about. Being consistently better every week. Another competition next week. Okay, we want to get better next week. Better next week. Better next week. Better, better. And that's the thing. It's continuous improvement. If anybody heard the acceptance speech from Richard Parks, MBE, this year, whenever he won the Worlds, he was already just talking about having to be consistently better every season. And this season was a difficult one for a field marshal. They started off this season and didn't win a major. Not one. Didn't lift a, um, you know, a championship at all. But that was the thing. Richard Parks and Co. and the FM just kept trying to be consistently better. It just so happened that at the World Championships, they were consistently better at the right time. I managed to lift the big one. So, yeah, there's a lot to be said for consistency. Now, that's not to say that lightning strikes. And it does. There are bands out there who have not won a thing all year, all season long. And suddenly, here they are, come the World Championships, and boom! Out of the blue, World Champions. Now, they can march in that ring and just blow the socks off everyone. Leave the judges standing, wondering what the heck just happened. Does that band deserve to be upgraded? I would argue, maybe not. But then again... That's been the music board. I did ask the question because this has happened before. There has been bands that's marched in there, won a world championship, but hasn't won anything else all season. The music board then will go back and look through that band's entire season. Did they compete all season? How did they do all season? Were they consistently in the top four or five, perhaps, and then just hit it at the right weekend and won the big one? Now, clearly, the world championships has a lot more clout whenever it comes to grading decisions, than any other major championship. So say you won the Scottish that year and didn't win another major. Do you deserve to be upgraded? Maybe not. But if you won the Worlds that year and didn't win any other major, do you deserve to be upgraded? That's the question we're asking. So, it's a tough one. Music Board have a very difficult job. I have to say, first of all, this is the first meeting. The music board actually meet a number of times through the off-season before everything kicks off again in May. So there's another meeting of the music board about to happen now in February 2019. So they allow the rest of the winter months to pass, like the world solos and all passes and all of that, all sorts of, sort of stuff. And we managed to get a break over Crimbo. Then we come to February and there's another meeting. Now at this meeting in February, which is possibly the more important one, they hear appeals from various bands. Over the course of the winter months, bands who haven't been playing for a while and decide to get back out into the competitive field, it's the music board's job to go around and grade all these bands that have been off the grass for quite a while. Now, there's a number of them. There could be quite a few bands that have been off the grass for a while and then decide to come back out. It's the music board's job to go out and grade them. So, once they're told of their associated grade... That band could essentially appeal that decision. They could either say it's too high or too low. 
So with that in mind, they have to hear all of the incoming appeals from the winter months grading. Plus, they have to look at the meeting in September, and if any of the bands agree or disagree with their regrading decision, of course, Perth Metro may not be happy in grade 2. Royal Borough of Annan may want to stay in grade 3A. You never know. So, yeah, all of these appeal decisions all get done again in February. Plus, then they do another round of regrading. Plus, if any other band out there requests to get moved up or down. So... With that in mind, with all of this moving and shaking and regrading of bands and everything, the number one thing that comes through, the best way for you to get your band upgraded, consistency. You can't march in there, win the worlds, and expect. In fact, you're not entitled. <laughs> it's not an automatic thing. And that's one thing that people always who are outside the piping world don't really understand. They normally think of, if you win the worlds, that's it, you're upgraded. No, it doesn't necessarily happen like that. It does have to be a consistency throughout the performing year. Now, that can be difficult for some bands who don't regularly compete, especially here internationally with with those in the US and in Canada and and Australia as well that don't have an extremely active piping scene like we have here and you're competing every week. Sometimes in the States and in Canada, I know you guys compete maybe twice a month. Things like that. A band has to show that over the course of their competitions through their own domestic season, that they have to be consistent in the result. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be consistently winning every week, but also you have to be consistently in the top three or thereabouts, I would argue. Um, so also, if a member of the music board of the RSPBA can actually hear your band, that's a good thing. If you actually see anybody from the music board standing there, listening to you that's a good thing don't take it as a negative i know a lot of people actually see the guys out there and they're like oh crap oh he's here watch this Ah!" and they brick themselves no it's actually a positive thing it just means that they're ensuring everything is going as it should now granted most of these music board members are in attendance at major championships and yeah they spend most of their time listening to their associated grades that they are going to be responsible for and yeah It makes things run smoothly. What I had explained to me by Ian Hamilton and one of the messages he wanted to put across here on the podcast is that the music board and the association themselves do this job of grading with great care. Essentially what they want to do is protect the bands. They don't want to set them too high so the band falls apart. They can't compete in the grade. It's too tough. They're losing every weekend and it's just... You know, the heart wouldn't be there, players obviously leave, and the band then crumbles. Which is a horrible weight to put on someone's shoulders. Imagine making that decision to upgrade a band, only to find that they crumble and fall away. Imagine then, on the other side of it, to put a band that is too strong. Imagine downgrading a band that's clearly, say, a grade 1 band and putting them in grade 2. And then they just spend all season dominating in grade two, beating the knickers off everyone. Like clearly, that's not a clean competition. It's not a clean decision. You know that band shouldn't be in that grade. It's not fair. You'll have people kicking off, putting in all sorts of complaints and everything. It just gets very messy. So all of this process by the music board has been thrashed out over years and years of development and experience as well people don't get put on the music board by accident it's not something that oh whoops guess who's sitting here making a decision (laughs) how did you get here they're here on the music board for a very good reason to make these decisions with a lot of care 
Now that's one thing uh, Ian Hamilton did want to put across is that these decisions are made to protect pipe bands. They want to make sure that whatever grade that they're placed in, they can feel adequately competitive. So that's one big thing I have in my notes here. Adequately competitive. Now they're not saying that you're going to go in that grade and win all round you. But they're also not going to say that you're going into that grade to get your head kicked in. You're going to go in that grade, whatever grade you're put in, in order to compete. Any band that gets placed in a grade has an opportunity to win it. And that's, I think, essentially the whole crux of it. The music board are judging standard consistency, that's the big one, and then to be adequately competitive in your substantive grade. Now, have they made mistakes in the past? There's another question I asked. Have you made mistakes about grading bands? And the answer, blatantly, yes, they have. Before, they have made mistakes about putting bands in the wrong grade. And what I just explained has happened. They have had bands who've just crumbled away because they couldn't compete. Players left because they were sick of losing every week. They said, oh, I'm going to go and play for these guys. I'll have a much easier time. Plus, I might lift a trophy or two at the weekend. It'll be a much happier time. Plus... You also have the other side of it where bands get downgraded and they end up just decimating the grade. They just flatten everybody else all season. And then, of course, you get all sorts of angry letters, all sorts of madness, all hurled the way of the associations. Why did you put these guys in that grade? It's blatantly unfair. So, to the guys at the music board, I don't envy you. I think you have an incredibly, incredibly difficult job to do. Uh, but with that in mind... I would urge you to continue to use care whenever you're deciding gradings for bands, especially when it comes to the difficult cases. Now, what I mean by difficult cases is for bands who are not regularly competing, it'd be really difficult to place them. You know, if you're not hearing a band at least once or twice a month, how can you really judge their standard? Now, that is when the relationship comes in with their own associations. So the guys in the Scotland branch and the RSPBA can be talking to the guys in Wuspaba or talking to the you know, the BC Pipers, I think, it's, uh, the one in Canada, I can't remember. Um, obviously, the Australian and New Zealand associations are obviously all very tight, close-knit, and communicate on a very regular basis with the Pipe Band Association here in the UK. So everyone all gets to talk about all their associated bands and where they should be placed. So with that in mind, that possibly informs a future podcast of our own. We did mention on our listener mail podcast that we will be hopefully doing one on our pipe band association. And uh, that was one of the questions. What do our pipe band association do for us? Well, this is one of them. Through the intricacies and the workings of the music board, they try to place bands in grades where they can be adequately competitive by protecting them membership-wise, so they're not placing too high, so they crumble, or too low, so they just dominate, and it's not fair to anyone. So that was interesting, I thought, that whole conversation. I have to say then, yeah, I want to know your thoughts on grading. Do you think the association here in the UK, or even abroad, wherever you may be listening to this podcast, of course, uh, do you think grading decisions are done correctly? Do you think um, consistency is rewarded? Granted, there has been occasions where bands march in there, lift the worlds, and suddenly they're playing up a grade. It's strange. It does seem to happen, but it is 
something the music board of the association should look at. You know, the World Championship does carry some clout, not going to lie. It does carry possibly more clout than any other major. But like I said earlier, they should also be looking at the rest of the season. If you were coming consistently flat bottom of your grade all year and then march in there and lift it, do you deserve to be upgraded? Hmm. I would argue no. Anyway, I'd love to know your opinions on grading. Let us know your thoughts. Email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Get your thoughts into us all about grading. And uh, yeah, so to answer the question of the podcast, how to get upgraded fast, there's no quick fix. Basically, you need to have an incredibly successful and consistent season. Now, I have to say all season as well. And sometimes that doesn't even happen either. You can win all season long, but then come through the winter months, you can suddenly lose a whole load of players. You know, everyone has a great season winning all year and then suddenly everybody jumps ship and you're back to square one again. Now, sometimes that's happened for bands and you wonder, why the heck did they not get upgraded? And then you realise that behind the scenes, they had a whole loss of players and the wonder where half the band went. So the music board do have to consider those type of things as well. You know, what's going on behind closed doors of bands? Have they got new members in, all of beginners? Or have they lost a pile of their old experienced players? All of this sort of stuff, it's all considered when it comes to grading. Anyway, this is a topic I'm sure we'll probably revisit again. <laughs> like everything else. Um, like sexism and all of that, judging as well. Grand. Get your emails into us, folks. We really want to know your opinions on this one. I'm, I dare say we'll probably revisit this one. So, again, that email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Thanks so much again for clicking the download button on this week's podcast. It really means the world. And if you haven't already, please do give us a rating or even a comment or anything like that, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. It could be Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, all that sort of stuff. Anywhere you can get a podcast. It really does help our visibility. Grant. That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Get your tickets for the Rab Show live. November 3rd. All sorts of stupidly excited for it. So get your tickets, get your merch, all that sort of good stuff. And we will see you here on the Rab Show podcast next week. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Verarian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com for all of your Big Rab Show merch and news, views and chat throughout the week. Until next time guys, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>